Inside DJ's DVR, a television and film podcast, part of the DVR Podcast Network. Hey, how you doing? Thanks again for tuning in. This is episode three of Inside DJ's DVR, and I'm your host, DJ Tim Hines. Thanks a lot for downloading, listening. I hope you're spreading the word. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to the DVR Podcast Network. They're hosting the podcast and they're doing a lot of big things. We just got Gareth from the UK to come out of the uh, retirement and he's doing his podcast. You can head over to DVRpodcast.com and check out all the info. Don't forget about Mike's Deuce Podcast. Oh yeah, it's going to be something we'll talk about tonight. So yeah, I'm back. This is episode three. If you guys been downloading, episode two was a special bonus podcast I did with Axel, and it was great. We discussed what's coming up on the Emmys, what we like, some of the things we've been watching, and it's been it was kind of fun. It was a fun way to approach it. So I hope you guys downloaded and checked it out. Uh, I'd like to let you guys in on a little tidbit. We're probably going to be recording that after the Emmy review podcast on. Another big podcast that's migrated over to the DVR Podcast Network. It's Heath Actors, The Film List. That's right. We're going to do a crossover episode. We're going to bring Inside DJ's DVR over to The Film List. And we'll uh, finish up the Emmy cast there. So I hope you guys dug that. And I hope you guys check that podcast out. So yeah, all that info will be up soon. Uh, Don't forget to stay in tune with our feeds at DJ DVR. DVR podcast at DJ DVR podcast on Twitter. Uh, don't forget DVR podcast at well, at DVR podcast on Twitter. Those are the two handles for my show and the network. So check those out and stay tuned and uh, up to date, and you'll get all the info there. All right, so it was kind of a slow week for new things on television. We had football starting, which was wonderful. I watched that, and I uh, enjoyed every minute of it on Sunday. Week two is coming up, and uh, it's going to be a great week. Let's see what's in the box. It's time for Grab the Remote and Press Play. So, yeah, let's check out what's inside this DVR. I got the remote in hand, looking at the list, scrolling through what I watched. So I'm going to talk about the first show that I watched was last Sunday night was Ballers. Oh, it was a great episode. If you've been watching, you're really, I'm sure, feeling it with me. Like, he's finally getting into the soul of the character. Spence is having problems with reproducing and thinking about the future. And he's also trying to manage this big deal with the NFL and get a stadium out in Vegas. And him and Joe are having a little bit of a moral dilemma because they've raised some really good... Excuse me. Raised some really good employees, and those employees have really come through for them. So this episode was really cool. They did like a team building uh, retreat type of thing, and it was kind of funny. And in the middle of it, one of the uh, employees got the got a text that shit was going down at the company. So shit went down at the retreat, and it just unfoiled to be a big mess. It was a really good episode. I thought it really built a lot on the characters. We're always seeing this tough guy, party style, Spence and Joe, and now you're actually seeing the human side of them. So I like where the show's building, and I like where it's going with this. 
Now that very same night, I watched The Deuce right after. And let me tell you, I fell in love with the show. It was about an hour and a half uh, special premiere. I believe it was about an hour and a half. Might have been a little longer or shorter, but somewhere around there. And it was packed with all the goodies that left me thirsty for another episode. It was all about the sex trade in New York, the little bit of the mob stuff. You had James Franco playing twins and getting introduced to him in both sides. And you could clearly see that they play a really different character. It really grabbed me. The The pimps were just excellent because you see them being all soft and you see what, you know, them just doing their thing and showing their love and getting the girls to do what they do. And then you see the hardcore side in the same episode and you just wonder where that's going to all develop. You meet some new characters, some street girls who are working the street and you see different sides, ones who work for a pimp, ones who are independent and you kind of get all these types of emotions and you feel for them. And it, it really built up a great episode with a lot of emotional suspense, not so much consequential suspense, but it left me really excited for week two. So I'm definitely checking that out as soon as it airs on Sunday night. Oh, that was a good night. Sunday was a good night because it followed up a good day of football. I love football. I told you guys it was going to be back, and I watched it. I'm not going to really uh, rehash that and all about the individual games, but I watched Red Zone almost the whole day, uh, and it was just... It was a great day. Sunday was a good TV day. And uh, yeah, that closed out my Sunday. Chilled out, went to bed, started my week on Monday, and then I had some things in the box already. And one of the things in the box was another episode of Halt and Catch Fire. Now this is a great show. It moved a little fast. I'm not sure the exact procedure of how they went about uh, scripting and, and signing the show and writing scripts and getting it you know produced and what kind of do- deadline or timeline they had and I just I don't know a lot about it on the inside but I know a lot about it from the show because I've watched every single episode from the start and I love it it started off in the early 80s in the beginning of the series about people inventing computer languages and hardware and tech guys and geeks and in their garage and somewhat loosely based types of types of stories of the things you would have heard from Steve Jobs and Waz and Bill Gates type stories, but like all fictitiously merged into one and they've progressed over the seasons and now they're at about, I would say, 1994, 93 and their biggest project they're at now is a brand new idea of a directory to get you around this crazy internet thing. So... It's uh, basically, I guess, the start of Yahoo, Google, and all the search engines, and you kind of get real companies mixed in with AOL putting a bid on a company, but this episode was a really good one because you had Cam like tr- trying to figure out where she belongs in the world again, and she kind of goes back to her introverted self and loses it and buys just a piece of random property and buys an old Airstream and tries to fix it up and it goes haywire and it was just crazy for them. But the Joe and Gordon stuff was really great because they hired a team of people to catalog the 
and index the web, but in different categories. So I guess what would be on an AOL dashboard of how you originally had like sports and leisure, uh, or whatever, I mean, sports and leisure and entertainment and lifestyle and, you know, different things. And then they would kind of direct you where to go instead of just a blank search where you would just have your own ideas because in the beginning it was kind of primitive. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's a really fun show. If you like computers, if you like the history of computers, this is definitely something I would suggest. I really was into it. Uh, I watched Nuts and Bolts this week. This was a great episode. Um, Tyler builds a bed. I know it sounds weird, but Tyler just has a can have a way of building a bed and make it fun. And you see him work with all these designers and, and learn a little bit about the histories of mattresses and beds and elevated beds. And it was uh, probably not the best episode of his show so far. But it was pretty wild. And you saw his childlike house and how he lives a little bit. And I like the inside, you know, getting a peek. That was fun. All right. Uh, watch a little politics. Real time with Bill Maher. That was excellent. He had Tim Gunn on. And, you know, he also had Fran Leibowitz and Shaolin Rushdie. And they talked some heavy politics and, you know, stuff that's going on with the presidency and the cabinet and different things inside, you know, the government and the usual rhetoric. But the thing I took away from it that I really loved was the talk with Tim Gunn, who's a fashion designer, host of uh, one of those fashion shows. I forget the name of it. Um, but yeah, I've seen it, but I just don't watch it religiously. But I, I like him. And when he talks, he talks with authority. And they were talking about clothing. And I love one of his his approaches is always dress for how you want to be looked at and how you want to be taken. And they were talking about how the clothing is so sloppy nowadays in our society. Nobody really dresses up anymore. And I kind of agree with him. I tend to wear a lot of jeans and t-shirts and I like that. I would like it maybe if we went back to the days of, you know, even a sport coat and maybe some nice pants and it just would be nice however if everybody looked nice and not because they had to, not because it was the way, just because people wanted to. Like I have a whole, well, not a whole collection, but I have like three nice hats, like uh, nice fedora type hats. I got, I even went and I purchased two vintage hat boxes on eBay. I bought one at a garage sale and I got them in nice hat boxes, like the old style. And I, I, I like them. And I, it's not often I get to get dressed up and go wear them. But when the time is right and the setting's right, I like to wear them. So I do agree with, you know, society, you know, getting a little sloppy so that episode and that whole segment was really interesting to me and i'll bring up another example when you fly you know right now we got to take our shoes off so i take that into consideration sometimes people wear sandals and stuff i'm not really too into bare feet on the plane but whatever it is what it is but that aside i took a flight back in the early 90s and it was with a girlfriend and her, her family and her father was getting on the plane and he had a nice sport coat on and slacks. They were like corduroys. And I said, hey, uh, you know, what's, why are you so dressed up? He said, this is the way I was taught to fly. And this is the way I was taught to travel. When you go to Broadway, you dress up. When you travel, you dress up. It doesn't have to be super fancy like you're going to a business meeting, but you look nice. And I always took that in my head as something that I should be on the lookout for. So like, I always appreciate it when I see somebody dressed nicely, not when they're wearing, you know, a tracksuit and looking like a slob and got, you know, bare feet all up on the seat and the 
seat back. It's gross. But whatever. That's a whole other topic for a different kind of podcast. But yeah, I like the episode. If you guys like Bill Maher or not, if you try to catch that Tim Gunn segment, it was a very good one. Um, I don't like to push politics or political shows on people. I just happen to enjoy that show. Um, So I watch it every week and whenever it's on. And now another show that's kind of political, I talked about on Viceland Network, Jesus and Miro had a really fun week. They were just knocking out the jokes out of the park. I know I, I, I say, you know, I don't, I, I'd love to go over the shows with you. Uh, maybe one week I'll just do a whole episode on what I saw on Jesus and Miro that week. But it was good. They had a lot of great guests. They had the guys from, uh, let's see, Walter, Walter Goggins and Danny McBride from the vice principals. They were on one week as the guests. That was a really good interview. Uh, and they were just cracking lots of jokes. So I, I always enjoy being with those guys. So I had a, a good time with them. All right, now I'll segue into something kind of fun. So it was a documentary I told you I was going to watch. It was Biggie, The Life of Notorious B.I.G. It was really good. It was long. It, it, it You know, it was on A&E, so it had commercials, but it was still three hours long. So, you know, take out the commercials. Maybe it was 210, 220. Um but I enjoyed every minute of it. I loved the story. I lived around that, you know, era and that time and, in the, in, you know, not too far from BK and not too far from the city. And that was just my stuff when I was growing up and I was really into it. And Biggie was my guy. And I loved the movie Notorious. I thought it was an excellent movie. You know, they always had to have to, I guess, elaborate a little bit and stretch certain things. But this documentary was like watching the movie Notorious, but with almost real footage and, well, almost, it's all real footage and it's, you got real B.I.G. interviews and they're cut to coincide with the telling of the story. So there could be an interview he gave about, you know, at, towards the end of his career, at, you know, at, at end of his life and, you know, it fit all different segments. So they broke those different things up. So it was it just flowed well. You got to see his mother. You saw Puffy, Jay-Z. Um, you saw uh, Little C's. You saw Little Kim. Uh, just You see everybody. You saw the whole Junior Mafia. You see footage from on tour. You see all different aspects of the life. You see him early life, hustling. And they have actually a lot of footage, I guess, when they were hanging out and just being silly and going up to his house and his mom like, Big, you know, come on, Christopher, come on in here and shooing the camera away. So it, it, it's a lot of fun. You wouldn't think that back in the 90s, someone would be lugging around a big camera and filming all this stuff. So it was very cool to see, especially if you're a fan of hip hop, if you're a fan of B.I.G., it's definitely worth a watch. If you could find it streaming somewhere without the commercials, way more recommended. But I loved it. And I gave it a bunch of stars. I don't have a rating system, so I'm not going to go there, but it's a bunch throw some stars on it as far as docs go i would say it's probably a little on the not so amazing documentary editing and and presentation style as far as gripping storytelling but as far as delivering the accuracy and the, and the content it was top-notch which is really cool because at the end of the week I stopped over at the Red Box. I had a free movie night coupon, and I rented the movie All Eyes on Me, the story of Tupac Shakur. 
And what's really cool is that they not only did they use the character from Notorious that played Big, but he was in it. But they told the Tupac side of the story. And I'm sure it was a little embellished because I'm sure there's certain things they couldn't get exactly when, you know, people are alone and different things that, you know, it looks like they're thinking, you know, what Pac was doing in jail. But you have all these interviews he gave and all these points of reference to go off of. So it was pretty accurate to some of the, you know, story I know from interviews I've read and things I've seen and watched. Um, But, you know, they they also kind of lead you a little bit into assuming who you think could could have been the you know the one who put hits out on him or tried to kill him or such and such type things and you know you got to go with i guess a little bit of what they tell you because it's their their storytelling with what i guess they're trying to tell you happened so i took that with a little bit grain of salt but i liked the movie it had a lot of fun parts a lot of good opposite sides of the spectrum from everything i just watched in the big documentary like the part when pocket shot in new york um and it's not a spoiler i'm sure anybody who knows hip-hop knows it happened but not when he died but he got shot in new york going up to the recording studio to see big while he was in town for a minute and it was a robbery gone wrong and you see uh c's come down in the elevator in in the movie now if you watch notorious you see a similar scene from the opposite angle and when you watch the documentary, Seas goes to the actual building and goes into the elevator and like gives his point of view and breaks down a little bit. And so I see that in the doc, then to see it in the movie and the way they shot it in the movie, you don't see it from their angle. So it's totally connected and it, it was wild to watch together in the same week. So I liked it. The All Eyes on Me doc de- uh, movie, sorry, it was a... Uh, uh, you know, drama slash bio, biopic, and uh, it, it was entertaining. I liked it. I, you know, again, it was the same time frame. I lived through that whole generation, and it was nice to learn a little bit more and to see where they focused on his early career and how he just got into it and, you know, how he was this really smart, educated guy and always had a stance to, and a, you know, a point to make. And it wasn't just gangster rap like everybody used to label it. And it was, you know, I guess uh, scapegoated. But it was it was real music. And uh, both of them, they, they had a big connection. So if you decide you want to watch both of those in the same week, I'd love to hear about that. That's pretty cool. All right, yeah. So that's uh, almost about what I watched. But speaking of... If you want to write in and and tell me about stuff and leave some feedback, I would like to say, and I'm going to start this off, thank you to two people who wrote in to the email. I had a bunch of people interacting on the Twitter. I'm going to give you those two right now. The email is djdvrpodcast at gmail.com. And on Twitter, it's at djdvrpodcast. So same thing on both Twitter Gmail, Twitter, Gmail, and I got some cool emails. And what's really cool, what really made me happy is that they're global. They're from across the whole pond and other lakes and streams and rivers and mountains, and they're on the other side of the world, and I love it. I'm very happy. The first email I got was from Sandra from Sweden, and she was just really informative 
and detailed about things she liked, things she might want to see on the show, um, and gave me a great recommendation. She said in full detail, and I'm not going to tell you guys the detail, but she gave me a whole bunch of details about this show that I should be watching on Amazon Prime, and it's called The Man in the High Castle. So through her recommendation, because she was so thorough, I was like, I, I've heard about it. I got to check it out. And I have Prime. She even like sent me an awesome little link to some kind of coupon code. And it was, it was really, really appreciated. So before I get more into her email, I'm just going to tell you about what I watched. I watched the first episode of The Man in the High Castle. It was very interesting. Its premise is what happens if Nazis and the Japanese won the World War II. The Axis of Evil conquered and they infiltrated America. And you start off seeing Times Square with all regular ads in the main corner of Times Square and in the, in the, in the triangle. You see that the Nazi logo, the swastika and the red and the circle and that red flag. And it's like bugged out. Like I felt kind of guilty watching it. I'm like, well, I don't, this is weird. And, uh, but I watched it. So I started getting into it and I, I, you know, see how they're setting up the world. And it reminded me almost of like a fringe alternate universe type, uh, scene. And as I'm watching it, it was, it was, became, more and more interesting to me. You see all these different... I mean, they really went into detail setting this whole thing up with... And it... it ha- I'm sorry. It happens to take place in like 1962 or 3, I believe. So it's the early 60s. So they get all these set pieces and the marquees on the movies are like things to promote uh, like, I guess, fascist type movies and, you know, all about the country and the Nazi ways. And it's it's pretty wild. So I'm watching it and you meet this resistance and now I'm like all right cool this this looks like I might like it like now there's a resistance trying to get America back and change it and then bam they switch it up and they're in San Francisco now San Francisco and the whole west coast is run by the Japanese and you see all the Japanese influences you start off with this one woman and she's a pivotal character she seems to be like a main role and she's in a dojo practicing martial arts and it's very cool and you see all the influence and you see um a jewish guy talking to her later on and he's telling her how you know he's got to keep everything hush hush that he's got jewish heritage but he's proud of it and you could see that you know where they went and you know kind of what they did and you don't they don't show you but you could kind of interpret interpret that they you know kind of i guess put him in camps or did something with the Jewish population in America. We haven't gotten, I haven't gotten that far yet to know. Um, but you do get a taste that, that it's very forbidden. And, um, you know, it does, it's a weird feeling of like guilt to even see that this is happening in America knowing that America is what it is and how diverse we are. And it's just, it's, it's kind of awkward, but I got over that a little bit and, I really like the stylistic shooting of it. They shot it in like the a little bit of a grainy style, not grainy, but like a sepia almost uh, lens on it. So you feel like it's an older film or older, you know, setting. The acting is a little weak. 
Um, but I'm sure it'll pick up. I've, you know, like I said, I've only watched the first episode. And this was a recommendation from Sandra. And I appreciate it. And I'm going to continue forward. So that's everything I watched this week. And uh, yeah, I got some things coming up. The next Deuce episode is coming up in the box. Uh, we're going to have the next Halt and Catch Fire should be coming up. Uh, some football. And then the Emmys. Axel and I talked about the Emmys last episode. And it uh, should be good. So I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm going to read who won. But like I teased you earlier, we are definitely doing an Emmy recap episode where we talk about it a little more. And Axel could probably tell you about the stuff he enjoyed as far as the skits. And who knows what Heath will have to say. That's a big surprise as we give the reboot to the film list on the DVR Podcast Network. So the links will be ready. Everything will be ready. The feed will be a little different. So stick with us on getting to the social media and staying updated on that. I definitely will tweet it out. I also want to tell you guys about our Facebook group, Inside DJ's DVR Facebook group. Just come check us out over there. I'm going to probably maybe put up some polls and get into a little bit more discussion, more than 160 characters. But more than 160 characters is definitely what I got from Sandra. So I'm back to Sandra's email. And that man in the high, high castle description, just I just really appreciated it. She was so thorough and so engaged and seemed and very encouraging about the show. She did, you know, have a couple of things that she would like to see switched over and made a little different. And, I, you know, giving it some thought. I might do it, might not. But I'm going to give you what I give you. And I want you to keep contributing and give me ideas. And one idea that Sandra had is do an episode or multiple episodes or some kind of you know segment about nostalgia. She picked up that I was pretty much a kid of the 80s and I watched a lot of TV and you know pop culture. So she suggested if I don't do some TV shows, maybe I do some movies. <laughs> so I guess she just was feeling my whole vibe from everything I was saying. And she says two, two just random 80s movies that I should review maybe on a you know another podcast. So I'm going to tell you what they are because it's funny, real funny. And the first one is Goonies. And the second one is a never-ending story. Now what makes this so funny and so it makes me kind of chuckle right now is that those are two of my favorite movies from the 80s. Two that basically like warmed me and kept me company on rainy days and cold nights and you know whenever they would air and rerun and I had them I both taped on VHS and grainy footage when they were on from HBO and don't worry I didn't give them out I didn't break any laws I know piracy is not a victimless crime so back to that but yeah she suggested two movies right off the bat that I love with a passion now Axel and I kind of talked about it and I believe it was on one of the the podcast about the, towards the end of might have been a fan call in or it might have been a a feedback episode from podcast Winterfell, but I kind of brought it up how it tied into a little bit, and I don't I don't I believe it was on air might have been off air, but if it wasn't whatever regardless you should check that podcast out if you like Game of Thrones anyway. But I will definitely gonna do those episodes. I love those movies. They they brought me so much joy and were a friend to me. Treyu was my buddy. Artax, in the sadness, I cried. And, ah, 
I'm going to tease that whole thing because I'm definitely doing an episode for each of those. Maybe one episode in the same, but however you're getting it, you're getting it. And Sandra, I loved the suggestion. I'm going to do it. You guys got more suggestions. Don't forget, Podcast at Gmail. Now, I had another email from around the globe. It was from our friend Peter from Australia. And he had nice things to say about the cast, uh, very very th- supportive things. Uh, gave me a little ego boost and gave me a little confidence to come and do the next episode for you guys. And I love it. I love that people are into it. I love that they uh, had some suggestions. And Peter suggested not one, not two, 12 different shows. I'm not going to list them all here. I have the list myself. If I do decide to watch them, some of them sound cool. Some of them I have seen. Um, as far as one of them he suggested was uh, the Z Ansari show that we, we talked about the other night. And I'm probably, you know, going to talk about that at another time because that was a Netflix binge. And, you know, we'll talk about it. But I'll give you a couple. He says, Very Bad Men, The Killing. Uh, he was at the Game of Thrones. He talked about Twin Peaks, uh, the David Pacman show, Pacman, The Frozen Dead. It's a French show, Fortitude. Uh, you know, a few more. I'm not going to go too much into his list because I haven't watched them. But I love it that he suggested these. And I hope I have access to a lot of them. And I appreciate the suggestions. This is what I want. I want suggestions so that I can watch cool things and talk to the talk to you. Because if you're going to write in and you're going to follow me on Twitter and join the Facebook group and get active, why not talk about the shows you suggest and do your suggestions? Because obviously you're paying attention and you're listening. And I appreciate you. And I uh, humbly say thank you for those emails. And uh, I'm going to hit the next subject that Peter talked about. Peter talked about a suggestion of me possibly doing DJ stuff on my show. Uh, somehow tie in what I do musically with the DVR stuff. Because I guess, you know, like I said, it's all medias. It's all things that are recorded digitally in my brain and, you know, DVR-ish. Uh, I'm going to probably put that on hold. Uh, I do have a weekly radio show that I'm going to tell you a little bit about. But first, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put the DJ stuff on hold because I'm going to get keep a DJ DVR podcast right now about TV. We're getting into the big season of TV, and I want to stick on TV. Hopefully, when everybody gets to know me and the fan base grows, I'll uh, get a little more personal, and we'll talk about the DJ stuff. But what I can tell you guys, if you like what you hear on this podcast and you're interested in my DJ stuff, I do a weekly radio show. And my weekly radio show is on BN4IA, the Broadcast Network for Independent Artists. I've been doing this show for five years and four months. I've never missed one week. My show is an hour-long show, but it airs four times a week in four different time zones. So technically, it airs 16 times a week. Now, you could go hit me up on Twitter on a private message. Or you could email me djdvrpodcast at gmail and I would gl- and let me know you're interested in the music and I'll gladly send you links, add you to the weekly email blast where I put the air times and the playlist and I would definitely let you know about that. Or you could go to bn4ia.com. That's bn4ia, the number four. So bn4ia.com. 
and you can click the back catalog and there's all downloadable shows from previous weeks. I also have a SoundCloud page. It's at Tim Hines. Now, Tim Hines is spelled with two M's. So if you go in there, it's soundcloud.com slash T-I-M-M-H-I-N-E-S. And you'll get a couple sets up there. I think I have three sets up right now. Just random things I put up. But I play house music is my passion. That's on my radio show. That's what I do. I love house music. I love that I can get my house music out there. But I appreciate Peter for the suggestion. Maybe I'll do a DJ movie here and there. Talk about some kind of related things like that and things I know. Um, who knows? Maybe there'll be a spin-off DJ podcast. But for now, I'm going to keep it movie, television, and uh, cinema style based. And... Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate both your emails. I want to give also a shout out to Joe Bear, Jenny Taylor, Gina, Cinemith Podcast, um, Matt Murdick, Axel Foley, Heath Actor. I got a whole bunch of new followers. Mike Hull, Michael Underscore, bunch of you guys. Anybody else I missed? I, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm so happy you guys are following and you're involved. I really appreciate you listening. I do this because I love doing it, I love talking about it, and I love watching shit. So what's the point of watching shit if we can't all talk about it and communicate? So like I said, hit me up, Podcast at gmail. I would gladly love to hear from you. If I don't respond right away, I'll get back to you. I know Qpoise and Tens out there. I want to give you a big shout out. I let her down on a Game of Thrones feedback I forgot to read it all. We talked about almost every topic she hit, but not exactly from her email. And I'm still hearing stuff about it to this day. And I I apologize again. I know she's a loyal, loyal fan from many years back of all the podcasts we do. So I want to get her opinions, maybe hear about some shows from the UK. Uh, Now I got some stuff from Australia. Uh, Sandra, maybe, you know, Another couple suggestions. I would love to hear them. And everybody, uh, you know, thanks again, Jenny Taylor, for getting us straight with some of these uh, different podcast catches that were not available on or not registered with. So, you know, if you guys are subscribed to something and you listen to that on your digital device and we're not on it, please let me know because we would love to get on that and all our shows from the DVR Podcast Network. Now, I would also like to ask you guys to follow us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DVR. It's for our whole network and it's a, a great page. And what it is, is a page for us to get followers and get news and info about our show aside from our DVRpodcast.com. This is the Patreon. What Patreon is, is they allow people to contribute to the show. Now I'm not asking you to contribute. If you do if you would love if you'd like to, I would I would greatly appreciate it. But at least follow us on there. Because sometimes we drop an exclusive podcast on there. Sometimes podcasts go there first before they hit iTunes or other pod catcher feeds. So it's you know something nice that we get to have because we have a lot of Patreons right now for the network and it costs us money to do certain things and host certain things. And um, we do this, you know, as amateur podcasters. We're not professionals. We're not getting paid and have big budget studios. And 
have, you know, this as our full-time job. So we do this as a passion and we'd love to do it. So the people that contribute, we thank you so much. And if you'd like to contribute, I would love it if you contribute. But you don't have to. But at least check us out on there. Go to our page, patreon.com slash DVR. And like I said, you could like it and you'll get emails with just the updates of what's coming out, what came out, new stuff that's going to be posted. So it's a, a great little way to stay connected with us. I know we have so many links and things I've been asking you to go to, but I really do appreciate it. And what the next thing I'm going to ask you is a really big favor. And this one, this one's something that I would really like you to do. And I, I, you know, the other things I appreciate, but this one, I would really, it would make us get a lot more audience, uh, views on different podcast catchers, Stitcher, iTunes, Blueberry, all these different cool ones we've been hearing about that we're only finding out about. And if you could go on there and give us the network or any shows you listen to on the network, and especially my show, a review and a rating, a, a, a written rating is definitely a way better look, but a star rating is just as much appreciated because I would like to get, you know, a little more visibility on the main pages and get some more people listening. And the more feedback we get, the more I can talk about and the more I can learn about and the more film I can and TV I can talk to you about. So if you have more suggestions, send them in. If you are tired of hearing me talk, I'm about done. But if you want to hear more, you can rewind it to the beginning and listen to it again. Or you can check out the rest of our podcasts on the DVR Podcast Network. Thanks a lot, everybody. This is episode three. I appreciate you listening. Now I'm going to go watch some more TV.